It is October 1st. Fauda told you on September 1st, one month ago today, that the Brewers would somehow find a way to get into the playoffs. Or if I had told you one month ago today, despite everybody freaking out in the offseason and certainly in the preseason with the Packers, that they were going to win three of their first four. Which one have been the bigger surprise? Right now, 72% going with the Brewers as the uh, bigger surprise. The real mix. See, isn't it the Brewers by like, a hundred percent. What are we all talking about here? Question mark. Uh, you both said, I mean, look, I get it. I, I want to say the Packers, but then I get to like the Christian Yelich injury. And it's tough for me to get past that because when you lose the reigning MVP and Oh, by the way, you're six games out. I mean, if they, they still had Yelich, we weren't really, we, we were pretty much, I believe the people not named us that had that funeral. Was that funeral before? I think that funeral was before even the Yelich injury. I think you're right. So, I mean, we That there was were, before the Yelich injury. It definitely was. There were people that were burying this team. That lowered them into the grave. Right, when you still had the, the league MVP. So, then Man. the league MVP goes down. It's almost impossible to consider betting uh, on the Brewers to make the playoffs at that point. So, I, I do get it's tough to not say the Brewers, but... My goodness, there was not a lot of positive energy around Green Bay, Wisconsin, from the time Mike McCarthy got fired to the free, I mean, maybe a tad bit in free agency. I don't think anybody was in love with, you know, Rashawn Gary and some of the draft and certainly the preseason with Aaron Rodgers and you never saw the offense. There was massive concerns about the Packers. So I don't know how anybody in their right mind can say this was a team that was a first place team a month ago. Well, I think a lot no of people. Way. A lot of people wanted to. Obviously, I think everyone wanted to change at Lambeau. Uh, some new life, a breath of fresh air of a new coaching staff and a new head coach, and yada yada yada. You saw Aaron Rodgers. You you know you had this change of culture, which obviously needed to happen. And then you actually had Gutekunst, who showed like you know Gutekunst was good leading up to the start of this season, wasn't he? Like you were liking yeah. his moves. And then uh, he brought in, he dipped into free agency some more and brought in some new blood in the Smith brothers and, you know, Billy Turner and this and that. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's it's different in Green Bay. For the Brewers, you had the starting pitching struggling. You had the bullpen struggling. You have Christian Yelich go down. You had uh, the Cubs who were five games ahead of you. You weren't even, like, sniffing a wild card. Uh, you had everything, your back's against the wall. For the Brewers, you could only go, or for the Packers, you could only go up. For the Brewers, it felt like a free fall going down. It's got to be. That's, I mean, that's a good way of looking at it. I mean, if, if you looked at because the, the Badgers hadn't played or the Packers hadn't played yet, that the only thing they could do was go up. Whereas yeah. the Brewers, we'd already seen a majority of the season. We kind of were resigned to the fact that this thing wasn't going to happen. And while, to your point, maybe I, I didn't totally. I mean, there's no way I thought the Brewers were going to be three and one or the Packers are going to be three and one. But until you play the games right, I mean, you always say, well, maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe. Gouda Kunst in year two will totally figure it out. Or maybe LaFleur, you know, a lot of first-year coaches have caught lightning in a bottle. Maybe LaFleur is just the latest. Um, and, and maybe, to your point, the fact that they hadn't played a game on September 1st is a positive where the Brewers, we'd already seen a majority of the season. Now, uh, here's a Rogue 987. Brandon said, nothing will ever surprise me as much as the time when Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the Mud Dogs won the 1998 Bourbon Bowl. I mean, if that well, if but that's not on here. I mean, if that was a third choice, <laughs> clearly Bobby Boucher. You know, the the Mud Dogs were getting brutalized, and Bobby Boucher coming back was probably one of that's the greatest. Huge. Yeah, but that that's at a whole nother level. Yeah, that, we're just, that would win in a landslide. Right, we're just talking about the Brewers making the wild card for goodness sakes, well, and the Packers you, starting three and one. Obviously, the start of the Packers is it, it's a, sex, a successful season so far. Is the Brewers, I guess this will be a topic for tomorrow, depending on what happens. Yeah, don't bury him yet, Ebo. I know what you're going to ask. I'm not, but it's. Uh, do you consider right now it's successful yes, season to make it a wild card? Yeah, hands down. So the fact that they were just one of the few teams to make it there, especially in the NL Central, that was tough. You had the Cubs nipping at your heel, or you had the Cubs ahead of you, and then they had to go and get it done. Um, it's the Brewers. It's totally the Brewers. Well, if you want to look at it from the landscape, of, and again, 608-321-1670, if you take the Cubs, and I would throw in the Phillies, two top five payrolls in Major League Baseball, two of the, the biggest rosters as far as, you know, big names uh, for the Brewers to, again, uh, outlast in September, you know, the massive payrolls and the massive p- players that the Cubs and Phillies can roll out there. 
I mean, there are other teams, obviously, too. You know, the Giants and the Mets had a good run there for a bit in the second half and, and, and other teams. But just say that the Brewers beat, if you would have told me the most baseball, the casual baseball fan at the beginning of the season, the Brewers will once again finish ahead of the Cubs and Phillies. I don't think a lot of the casual baseball fan would have made that bet with no. you. Or they would have gladly made that bet yeah. with you. Uh, I'm looking at CBS right now. I'm looking at the wild card matchup for tonight. They have their, their experts picking. Uh, Matt Snyder says Nats. Dan Bear Dan spelled D A Y N. Dan is that right? Dan Dwyan Dwyan Dian 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 says Dion. Nationals. Mike says Nationals. R J Anderson says Brewers. Because his name's R J. We have a Badger insider named R J. Catherine says Nats. So out of the Catherine. five, only one goes Brewers on it. Brewers are gonna shock the shock the world tonight, guys. What do you think? Well, we do have. Sorry, uh, I can't hear you, Nelly. Go ahead, Nelsner. Brewers are twenty-two and ten without Christian Yelich this season. It's nuts. Christian Yelich is arguably the, one of the best players in baseball, especially the last two years. Mm-hmm. How many teams could go twenty-two and ten down the stretch when they have to win games with their best player and an MVP candidate hurt? So, what does that tell you? The Brewers are a good team. Uh, good team, overachieving team, gutty team, well-managed team. I mean, you could insert uh, any of those. All the above. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I listened to some to Cubs uh, or Chicago sports talk right over the weekend, and a lot of it was playing the excuse game. Well, you know, we, we lost Baez and we lost Rizzo and Brian. I'm like, that's true, but you know the team that beat you? They lost their MVP, right? So mm-hmm. it's like other teams that didn't make the playoffs are pulling the injury card, to Nelson's point. Not only did the Brewers not pull the injury card, uh, you know they flourished without you know the best player in the game. Yeah, and then your ace went down as well. People forget Brandon Woodruff was down, yeah. and he was the ace. And now Woody's pitching tonight. How how crazy is that? You lose Woody, and now he's pitching tonight. And you got Craig Council going Apollo Creed, saying there is no tomorrow. <laughs> Let's see if that works this time. Hit this. There button. is no yeah! tomorrow. Yeah. Well done, Ebo. There is no tomorrow. I mean, come there on, man. No it's a team of destiny right now. You can't. You quoting Apollo Creed? You gotta win. I mean, as soon as when I knew, and you know, we do have the daily action zone coming up. But I, I knew as a fan, I, I felt real good when when Craig Council went straight Apollo Creed to the media yesterday. It's uh, beautiful. Let's see. Only one. So you gave the CBS Nelson. Are you a big MLB.com fan? Sure. Do you know like who? MLB do you know who Mark Feinsand is? Heard the name. He's the only uh, MLB.com predictor to pick the Brewers to win the night. Out of their seven experts, eight so, experts, seven of the eight pick the Nationals on MLB.com. So out of the five on CBS, there's one for the Brewers. Just shock the world. Shock the world, guys. I love it, man. We put the question out there on our Twitter poll today at Zone Madison. One month ago today, if we would have told you the Brewers would be in the playoffs or the Packers would be in first place, which was the bigger, which would be the bigger surprise? Uh, maybe a bit surprised at the margin. 79% now up to the Brewers. Run, I thought this would maybe be like a 60-40. I think it should Brewers be like the 90s. running away with it. I think the Brewers should be up higher than that, to be honest with you. Despite all yep. the angst surrounding the Green Bay Packers. Packers could only go up. They had two seasons of just awfulness, and then you obviously needed a breath of fresh air, and you had Rodgers, who was healthy again. They don't know where to go but up. And Gutekunst was dipping into free agency. You had to go up. The Brewers, everything was trending down. Yeah, I, I would say it'd be more closer for me other than the Christian Yelich. I don't know how you can get past not saying the Brewers after – you lose your reigning MVP and your six games out at the time, and you weren't playing well at the time. Um, but I, you know, I there wasn't too many people picking the Packers to beat the Bears, Vikings, Eagles, Broncos that they, they would win three of those. I mean, I I think most people would have thought that one and three was a more likely start to the season uh, than three and one. Yet here they are at three and one. So. Uh, you want to weigh in on that? So the Brewers almost won three quarters of their games in September, right? Twenty so, I mean, and seven. You got it. If you think about this in a football season, what if the Packers lost Aaron Rodgers and they had to win at least two out of three games the last three games of the well, season the, to you, make you a had wild to lose, card? You had Brandon Woodruff. What would be the equivalent of losing Brandon Woodruff? Uh, Devontae Adams. It'd be like losing Rodgers and Adams, uh, or pick one on the other side of the ball. Jair Alexander. Be like. 
It'd be like losing Rodgers and Jair Alexander and going three and one in December to make to win a wild card. Yeah. I think we if would the be Packers stunned. were like the, the Packers were two games out of the playoffs going into December first, and you have four games left. And yeah, Rodgers is ruled out for the regular season, and then you lose Jair Alexander, and you're two games behind the Eagles for the second wild card spot with four to play, and you go three and one in the month of December and make the wild card. With Tim Boyle and a yeah, backup cornerback, I you're right. We we would probably be like there is zero point zero chance that the Packers are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, the only comeback, and that's a great analogy. Well done, Nelson. The only comeback to that is is we've seen the Packers without Rodgers and how crappy they are. It, we've never seen the Brewers. Good. We have never seen the Brewers until now without Christian Yelich. So. Not to dismiss what the Brewers did. Maybe it makes it even more incredible. But I think we would all assume, to Nelly's point, Ebo, that if... if And look, Packers had a losing record last year with Rodgers playing most of the season. Um, so there's no guarantee that if Rodgers stays healthy that they make the playoffs. Right. But we, we can pretty confidently say that if Aaron Rodgers wouldn't play, the chances of them going 3-1 and one in a four-game stretch would be highly unlikely. And if they did, it would be a miracle, just kind of like the yeah. Brewers going 20-7 and seven without their MVP is pretty remarkable. It definitely is very remarkable. You throwing some gang signs over there? No. Um, Keep going. No, I lost my train of thought now. There was a W, see? Oh, like gotcha. Yeah. yeah, that's a W. I was totally going to say something. I lost my train of thought because Miller's throwing up some dubs over here. <laughs> um what, Jeez, I really, yeah, really got it. I go ahead. Take, take a minute. Go get a coffee or some talk. Way. I mean, I can no, I'm keep not talking. doing coffee. It's, so, it's no. sober October. Well, doing. we just had some Badger tickets dropped off. All right, here I'll do something for you because you want you were curious. Oh, it's to Rick. That's what. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Our general manager every Tuesday drops off game tickets. Totally given away. Brain farted me on so it. So I, I did the W. And I was also confused. Okay. Yeah. I had no good. idea what was going. Well, here, on. Let me do this. I, I want to get to the speaking of college. What a great segue! I want to get to the uh, the pay for play. Uh, and the ruling yesterday by by the the California courts, which now you can you can pay athletes, which is going to totally change the landscape. Um, I had told you guys about this uh, seven hundred dollar beer at the. I mean, look, if you're going to the Dolphins Chargers already, you need to probably be drunk because that. I mean, the hammered. Dolphins are terrible. So you know, beers are expensive uh, at uh, I don't even what Hard Rock Stadium, I guess is what it's called now. Um, Two, a fan got charged seven hundred and twenty-four dollars for two beers. Um, the charge should have been twenty dollars, and good for the fan for checking. You know, I guess if I hadn't seen the bill, I would have never known that my last event of Miller Tab would have been in the hundreds of dollars. It turns out the uh, the the beer vendor took the credit card and maybe added you know a couple digits at the end. Oops. To um to benefit his his uh, tip and got called on it. And now the dude might face charges. So uh, it's, I just, this caught my eye because there's been twice where the Miller tab has bitten me. Nelson, yours was more self-inflicted, right? You're, you had a high bar tab on Saturday after we got done working the pregame show, but that wasn't like you left the bar tab open and people were charging to it. Like what happened to me or happened to this guy. You, you just yourself pounded a lot of drinks on Saturday, right? You, you ran your own bar tab up. Yeah, which I didn't plan on. So this guy, this beer vendor had a skimming device. How do you get a skimming device? I have no clue. But it got me to thinking, what, so what, what, and I know you've talked about what, you went out with some band once and we're trying that to. That happened one time like 10 years ago. And you. Never again, I overserved myself. Well, but I'm just saying what, and now this was, you know. I take responsibility for my actions. I got too drunk and then they took advantage of it. I'm just saying what's so I've experienced it a few times. So what happens when, you know, should, you know, if, if you go out and you have an open tab, I remember we were at, uh, you know, Joe Miller is not the most uncommon name. And uh, I went I was at a bar in Pennsylvania and I just gave him the last name Miller. Turns out there was two Joe Millers. <laughs> so poor old Joe Miller, number two. Got all the Joe Miller number ones uh, wow. bar tab that next. I got the bar tab. It was like nineteen dollars. And then yeah. a buddy of a buddy, you know, I went to college out there. Turns out there was a second Joe Miller. So you know, this one's extreme, seven hundred twenty-four dollars. Um, you know, 
what's your worst, you know, open where you've left your bar tab yeah. open? See, like Nelson, I, I had that a couple years ago. Same thing that happened to you, but it was not so much the Miller tab of a few weeks ago, but it was I just said, hey, put it on my tab kind of a thing. And it, you, what happens is if you do that, $20 can turn into $220 really fast. That's why I think no one ever should do it. I feel like a lot of people always say, let's just use our own bills. I'm a big fan of splitting checks, definitely. Well, okay. Not a fan of that at all. From out with friends. So do you think, is it better to... See, this is why you don't split it, because sometimes it doesn't get split correctly. Other times you got people that want to say, hey, let's just split it evenly, even though Johnny over here had like 40 bucks worth and you had 10. I want to put it on a uh, – see, I feel like now, Ebo, because you hear more of these, I feel like you should pay every time you buy a drink. Like, I wonder how many people still say, do you leave your tab open? I feel like we are in the era now where when you go to a bar and you buy a round of drinks and the bartender or the waitress says, do you want to leave a tab open? Have we come to the point in society where you should no longer leave your tab open? I think for me, you know, I'll go out with friends and we'll have one bill – uh, but we discuss it ahead of time, and either people have cash or we. Yeah, but nobody know, ever we talk goes to the waiter around. and say, "Hey, can you split it up this way or whatever?" And we're responsible about it, and we don't lose our cool and like storm off. Everyone's like, "Hey, all right, this is it. This is it. All right, I have cash. Oh, you have a card. Okay, here's cash. Here's this. Here's this. We figure it out immediately." Yeah, I mean every that, time. I've never had an issue with it ever. Well, that's but a, that's a. I'm just saying when you go to a, when you go to a bar. And you buy a round of drinks, and you're like you're with four buddies, and you say, "I'll get this round." And then, in theory, the buddy's going to get the next round. What does the bartender, or the waitress, say? Want to open up a tab? Yeah, I say yes. Uh, I feel like are we at the point? Well, this is a good question. Then put it. Are we at the point where we should no longer have a bar tab? Like, i.e., you should pay after every round. Um, what's the question? Should you have a bar tab? No, I'm. Sh- do you? Sh- is it better to pay for your drink every time you order it or still leave a tab open? I normally like to close it every That's single time. That's what I'm time. saying. I used to always leave my tab open. Okay. Do you keep, do you keep a tab it, open or do you pay drink by drink? Yeah, do you pay drink, drink by drink? Because I feel like like when I went to college, never even crossed my mind. Hell yeah. I love opening the tab. How many? And you know now credit cards, you can check your statement online and on your phone. You know, when I was in college, if you didn't, if you left your credit card at the bar, like I didn't eat for the next day. Like your credit card was your lifeblood because it was like your ATM card. But I never thought about, well, I'll leave, I'll close my tab. Now you got people tacking on $700 bills. I go out and 20 people put it on you. Well, I this mean, story is from a guy that had an illegal credit card scammer. That. That's, that wasn't, a, that's extreme, but it brings like, wasn't, up. <laughs> I understand that. This, was, bring, this was a, th- a thief. I understand that for the third time. I'm saying. So say it one the, more time. I understand that. Okay, got it. It's not about the skimmer. It's about leaving tabs open. Are we at the point where, to Nelson just said, should you do you pay by? I'm curious how many people still say, yep, put it on my tab or leave the tab open. Because I think five, ten years ago, that wasn't even a thing. Everybody said, of course, oh, run open a tab. You're at a bar. No, you don't want to pay drink by drink. It's a pain in the butt, right? If I'm out, I know it I'm is, be- but you know what else is a pain in the butt? If you forget your card there, or someone steals your card. Well, that's my point. That's now you guys are learning what I'm trying to do here. I I'm keep saying, a tab open because that's just what I do. I, you're, you're, you're right. But I think, are we at the point? I'm curious to see how many people. This would be a little social experiment. How many people, when they go out to a bar to watch a game? Because if you're in a, if you're in a, like if I go out like last Thursday, I went out to watch Packers Eagles. I'm there for three hours. I want to watch the game. I might have a couple beers. I might have a snack. I'm gonna. I, I don't want to pay as I go. But if I leave my tab open and I, to Nelson's point, I forget about it, or maybe there's some less than savory characters at the bar next to me, I may be paying for more than I bargained for by leaving my tab open. Hmm. I just want to know how many people in 2019 still leave their bar tab open or do they pay as you go? Like Nelson, you would if you would pay it as you go yesterday Saturday, you probably wouldn't have spent as much money, I'm guessing. Here's the thing. I did. <laughs> well that, that All right, so it's that's up. that's really on you then. When you go out to the bar, do you keep a tab open or do you pay drink by drink? Right. I'm curious, you know, again, I will vote. Open I would tab. have never even considered Growing up in college and in my 20s and when I, I lived on Gilman Street 
and I would go out and I just, you drop your credit. I was like a badge of honor, man. Drop your credit card for the night. I'm like, hell yeah. The tab's open. Let's have some fun, boys. I don't know if now in 2019 in the world we live in, if it's, it, it makes financial responsible sense to leave a bar tab. If I left a bar tab open on Saturday, say at the red zone two weeks ago for the Michigan game, I don't think I'm paying my mortgage this month. Good thing you don't have a mortgage. Um, when it comes to 2019, there's a million ways to reimburse someone from Venmo to an ATM That's to having true. cash to just being responsible and talking about it ahead of time or not leaving. A lot That's of ways true. to cover your bases here. There's true, but also... Uh, would, just personal responsibility. Well, but you would also agree personal responsibility is not what it used to be, A, and B, people are way more shady now than they've ever been trying to scam you, i.e., this lot guy of shady people tried to there. scam $700 off two beers. So, I don't know, it's an interesting concept. Do you, uh, do you pay as you go or do you still trust the process to open up a bar tab? I would have never thought about it two years ago. I don't know if... I mean, I don't want to... Every, you know, you get 10 credit card receipts. Yep. Hey, my job. One beer. Shot. Close me out. One shot. Close me out. Yeah, I want to order a wings. Close me out. But maybe it makes more sense to save my money. If we can make money on letting, you know, college athletes sell their likeness because tax it and regulate it just like anything else, why would we? So do you think other states fall in line or fight California on this? So. Who do you hear supporting it? It would be Richard Sherman. I saw uh, Draymond Green talking about he called the NCAA a dictatorship. These are all former people of you know the NCAA in college who were basically ripped off from ever trying to sell a jersey or a or a signature. Hell, they were in video games. They had the lawsuit for the NCAA football video games and whatnot. Who are the guys that are against it? Barry Alvarez. Some of the coaches that get paid millions of dollars off of college sports, right? The people that are the people that are anti of people of kids getting endorsements and money off their likeness are coaches and higher up athletic directors who make millions of dollars from college sports. Do you think they're against it because they see their bottom line start to shake a little bit and their pockets start to shake a little bit? Uh, I mean, that's possible. I don't think so. I mean, the NCA certainly. I mean, the, the people that run the NCA. I, I mean. Barry Alvarez and the AD at Ohio State and Alabama, they're and Nick Saban, they're getting paid regardless. So I mean, the money's there. I don't think it has anything. That's to do just question. they in. I think. Well, I think on the NCA it does because it changes. The NCA is irrelevant with this. Um, I mean, Wisconsin. You know, it, it wouldn't change Wisconsin other than would Wisconsin, like I said, would Wisconsin and the rest of these schools break free and start their own league. So, no, it doesn't affect, you know, the, the bottom line here at Wisconsin. I mean, now, if Wisconsin wants to be affiliated with the NCA, but here's the thing. If you like, I mean, we all like March Madness, right? Love it. But be done. There'd be no more March. If this goes through, guess what Guess what doesn't exist anymore? Because why would any kid go to Alcorn State or uh, Alabama, Birmingham or ball state when they can go to USC or Alabama or UCLA and get paid. So there's no more March madness. That so would be this the first law, casualty of war. I don't think this law is about the university paying their players. I think it's about the agent. This is about California to sign with agents and to be paid for endorsements. Correct. So this law is in direct opposition of the NCAA's model of restricting athletes ability to profit off their own likeness off their own likeness. Correct. This isn't about uh, a university paying all the athletes, right? This Correct. is about them. It's about selling. If the guy, if Jonathan Taylor, so you could, if you're a good athlete at Ball State, or if you're a good athlete at Akron or whatever, you can still go out now and sell. If this law were to pass in those states, you were able to go sell an autograph in a jersey and not get penalized for it. Correct. You wouldn't be. It's not for getting paid from a college. Correct. I have no problem with this law. I think every state should do it then. Well, okay. Uh, Nelson, what do you think? Do you think other states will fall a line, or do you think they'll draw a line in the sand and say, because if you go down this road, it changes? How would March Madness go away if a guy could just profit off a signature because nobody's, in Jersey? Because nobody's going to go to the little schools anymore. No, well, no, they only have so many spots. So people well, have yeah, to go nobody's there. Nobody's ever – why everyone's going to go – They don't go to Ball State now anyways, though. I, okay, go ahead, no, go ahead, Nelson. So start over. No, I'm for this law, too. I mean, look at all the jerseys that have – the number 25s that were Melvin Gordon jerseys, what, five five years ago? Thousands of them. People were wearing them all over. They didn't have Gordon on the back, or at least most of them didn't, but you knew that was a Melvin well, right. Gordon jersey. Why can't he, why doesn't he deserve at least, you know, 
yeah. of how much that jersey costs. Well, no, but that's the, the obvious is, of course, they get paid. I'm, I don't think, and if you disagree with people getting paid, then you're a moron. I'm saying, how does this work? Like, of course, every, Melvin Gordon should get paid. Jonathan Taylor should be able to sell his jersey if he wants. I'm saying, how do you pull it off? Do you think other people will jump online? I feel because like, of course, they should get paid. I'm just saying, how do you make them? How do you how do you regulate it? It's gonna have to start obviously in California and then most likely into the Pac-12 and see where it goes. But I don't get how it's not too hard if you have a Wisconsin team store and it's got a bunch of Jonathan yeah. Taylor jerseys in there that the kid gets ten percent of whatever the jersey is or whatever number you want to come up with. So if I pay for a fifty dollar jersey, it's like making kid a gets deal. Like, I don't see how this kid this gets a, five bucks. I don't for see how every this would be hard sold. actually. You just had to figure out the law, the the tax laws on it. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, look, I, I like they tax everything else, anyways. Yeah, I, I mean, but that's why I don't get why it's hard. Fifty dollars the jersey. They're not trying to pay every athlete here. This is like if I want to go sell my jersey with an autograph on, I should be able to do that. That's what they're doing. Correct. What's wrong with that? I nothing. But why? I mean, and when people say, "Well, the guy that's fourth string won't get any money," well, boo-hoo. too bad. Too bad. That's Be right. better. Yeah. I, look, you guys are making life weight. isn't fair. Oh, you guys the purple are... the soccer team got get it. Well, then that's your fault for playing soccer. You're choosing your path. Play football, play basketball. See, but here's the thing. You guys are right. You're making way too much sense. And that that's that's the problem with this is there's, like, no common sense. What you just both said is completely right. It shouldn't be that hard. But there's no way, um, if that's the case, why why is Wisconsin not scheduling California teams? Why is Ohio State saying we're not showing up to anything? It, that it, it because it's uh, you. You guys are they're bowing down NCAA. Well, no, they're not. They're because it's about money. Because everything's yeah, about money. they're bowing money. down NCAA. Well, do you think NCAA will be around in ten years? Uh, do I think the NCAA will be around in? I mean, I don't think in our lifetime will the NCAA be around. No, ten years. I think it'll be different. Uh, I don't know if it'll be gone that quickly. I think there will be a time in our lifetime where this where well, where this, it's over. If this gets passed and teams start to run with it. If the NCAA wants to be around, it's adapt or die. Yeah, no kidding. This is the NCAA wanting to make as much money as they possibly can and not let kids make money off their likeness. I think the NCAA is probably the most corrupt organization out there. I mean, how many times have they won D-bags? How many D-bag brackets have they been in? Um, but they're not going to – and, you're you, again, you guys are making way too much sense. But here's the other thing, and this is where I asked about other states. Yeah, what California did, good for them, but – what if Wisconsin, what if Iowa, what if Michigan doesn't do this for 10 years? How can you have an NCAA where you can go to one state and get paid and you can't, you, you, you can't be paid in another state? Well, why would anyone ever go play football at Wisconsin again if you're a superstar or Ohio State or Alabama or Florida State? If you can go to UCLA or USC or Stanford and sell your autograph. Because it's the next next best option from the schools yeah. that you can't get into Not in everyone California. everyone can get into one school. Like, you're still getting... I know a lot of people that smoke weed, but they don't move out of Wisconsin because it's legal. It's illegal here. Well, people, if, if you couldn't, if you're not getting recruited by any California schools, you're still going to pick a schools from out of state because you still do get a free education. Yeah. You still do get free food. You, you still, still get a lot of free things. You just can't make money off of your likeness. But hopefully over time that changes. Do you guys still gamble, sports gamble, even though it's illegal in Wisconsin? I don't know what you're talking For about. For entertainment purposes only? Well, every, if it, what would it matter if it's entertainment purposes only? So why would you only? move to a legal state then if you wanted to do it so bad? That's a good – I mean, that's a fair point. I just do, – do, but if you're – if you're again, so do you think Barry Alvarez and the AD of Alabama and the AD Ohio State are wrong today for saying we're not going to play California schools? Yeah. I think it should be legal across the board. Well – it's two different things. You of course, answer the question. Yes, they're wrong. Okay, Nelson, do you think they're wrong? I mean, probably, but they they gotta they gotta play both sides. Yeah, of they the gotta fence. appease the NCAA because that's still the rule of the forty nine other states. Uh, it's a very or until twenty twenty three. It's a very interesting topic. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. What what do you think will happen? Um, I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be curious to see if, you know, well, we're our state. We're last at everything, right? We're, we'll probably be the last state to legalize weed and the last state to legalize sports gambling in the country. Um, so I, I have no confidence that, like, Wisconsin's legislature is going to put out some pay-to-play here in Wisconsin. But what would happen if, like, other schools in the Big Ten? Because, like, now in the Pac-12, so you have the state of California, but, I mean, the Pac-12 has schools from Arizona – uh, Washington, Oregon, Colorado, Utah. Like, so if you're those state, those, if you're Colorado, 
If you're Utah, if you're Arizona State, do you want out of the Pac-12? Or do you say, we have to now go to our legislature and say we're only going to play if you can pay athletes in those states? Like, I have how, no idea. Well, but I, I, again. I don't think anyone really does. Well, right. This is uncharted territory. This is uncharted waters. California, someone's got to start it. California started it. Uh, we'll see if it actually passes and comes to fruition in 2023. And, you know, then you have, you know, how how does it change the uh, the landscape of what happens uh, right now? Again, I think it comes down to the simple fact, do you think athletes should be able to make money off their likeness? 100% yes. Then there you go. I just, I don't have any confidence. Maybe I'm cynical that it'll get done um, because it's too obvious. right? It, I mean, there's apparently smart people in the world, right? Allegedly. <laughs> Well, how come nobody's figured this out yet? It just, to me, it's crazy. Because the NCAA is a billion dollar industry and then they want to suppress it because it fleece their pockets? Uh, what are we going around to? What is this, Nelson? What's up, Dave? Oh, no, no. I've been a good point, actually, Nelson. Yeah, this thing in California with uh, Alvarez not playing those schools, a lot of those bowl games are going to go bye bye because six and six teams are no longer going to be able to play bowl games. Uh, the ones in California, gone. UCLA goes and plays in the Orange Bowl. Guess what? Orange Bowl is now gone. Thousands of jobs are going to be affected by, you know, Orange Bowl or Sugar Bowl or, you know what I mean, those uh, Holiday Bowl, San Jose Bowl. All those teams in the, um, California that are playing in bowl games, bowl games are now gone. Well, I agree. I, I mean, I, again, that's I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, March Madness will be a different, you know, if you don't have one state's worth of schools in it. Great thing, uh, because uh, six and six. In real life, Joe, you are you fail. Well, you shouldn't. Those are stupid. Any, I mean, we've talked about that a lot. I mean, they had Dave. They had Nebraska win five and seven two years ago and got into a bowl game. They even have a winning record. I mean, five hundred. And you wonder why this generation is soft when you reward bling, free travel. But anyway, but, but, but that's why I put you back on because the bowl games are, are not going to be gone. Bye. See you later. No, I I think there's. I mean, if that. But that's. A, thank you, Dave. That's he's. That's assuming you guys that if. Other states don't fall in line, and if it's just California against the world, I can't imagine. Well, then California probably makes its own league. They call yeah. it the CAAA or right. whatever they want to call uh, it. If the that's bowl what games are gone again, again. No kid is still making money. That's just, that's just other people that are making money off of the athletes. I think it. I, I think it is. Um, again, we it, already talked about it yesterday. There's a ton of teams in California, Division One, like twenty five like, of them. Exactly, they could make their own league. Yeah, but that's the, again. You guys are. I, I keep saying it. You guys are right, but you're too right. It's like that's too obvious. And you know, I don't know. The Big Ten could break away and do it. I mean, why doesn't the Big Ten do it? You could have every school in the Big Ten. The Big Ten's got its own network. It's probably got the most money of any conference. I mean, if instead of saying we're not going to play California schools, you know, couldn't the Big Ten then go to the NCAA and say, "Fine, peace out." We as the you know try and do it without the Big Ten. Or the SEC I mean, could, could the sure. SEC has four of the top five ranked teams in football right now. The SEC could say, "Fine, we'll just start our own league." You know, we're the minor leagues for the NFL anyway. The How SEC many... already started their own league. It's called the College Football Playoff. They get any team they want in. <laughs> well, I just watched. What's that guy's name? Paul Feinbaum on ESPN. He's a turd. He, he just, is a total turd. His top. He has. I give him credit. He has Ohio State, but then he's got all. He's four of his top five are SEC, and he works for the SEC network. Hmm, okay. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the Joe and Ebo show. Hey, morning, fellas. You know, the the challenge for me with this argument that students, and and I get that the NCAA is far from perfect and there are issues and it's about their benefit, but my challenge and what I think is lost in this argument is scholarship athletes are, one, getting an opportunity at a free education, which in 1990 at UW cost me $5,500 a year. Mm. And I just sent my daughter there, and it's $27,000 a year. And thank God, <laughs> thank God, she didn't go to UC Santa Barbara or Northeastern, which would have cost me 72000 a year. So the value Judas. of an education is up 400-plus percent in 25 years. So the value of a scholarship is up that much. And second, and I know most of these Division One athletes don't go pro, as the commercial says, this is a tryout. This is a minor league with massive exposure mm-hmm. to those that can extend huge contracts. They are not getting fleeced. They are getting an opportunity that they would otherwise not have. I, I, 
there, it's not a one-sided argument that these kids are being totally taken advantage of. If they want it, it's an education. And if they're good enough, they're going to go sign a big fat contract because they're on TV five times a year. It's com- Come on, man. Jeff, no. you, Jeff, let me ask you, when, when, if let's say Jonathan Taylor goes out and sells an autograph, do you think he should make money off of it? I, 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 think, the, I think he is. That's my short answer. I think, I think he is. I think he does have to wait. I mean, the amateur, I, I understand that someone's making money off his image, uh, off of his play, and if you're good enough, he, he's going to be able to, he's going to benefit. And oh, by the way, that autograph's worth nothing if there's not a pro team that sees him on Saturdays and signs him. It's, it's worth nothing. That's, I mean, it, it's, thank you, Jeff. You're right. It's such a slippery slope. Like, yes, who needs who more? Does UW need Jonathan Taylor more or does Jonathan Taylor need the UW more? Like, Zion Williamson still would have probably been the first draft pick or definitely would have been a lottery pick. There's no way. The hype around Zion Williamson is what it is if he doesn't play his freshman year at Duke and he's not on national TV every single night and he's not on Sports Center and he's not this brand. So would Zion Williamson still be in the NBA today? 100%. Would Zion Williamson be the hype that he is if he had sat out a year in high school and played in Australia or he had gone straight from high school to the NBA? There's no chance. Does that mean that Zion Williamson still shouldn't have been able to profit from his likeness the one year he was at Duke? Of course he should have. But it, so it goes both ways. Like he wouldn't be what he is without Duke, but he should have absolutely been able to cash in on being a superstar at Duke last year. How do you d- draw the line between those two sides of it? Well, if they didn't have the rule, he would go straight to the NBA and be a superstar. Well, that's my point. He wouldn't. So be... he, didn't, he doesn't need Duke unless they put that mo- they put that rule in there to make money off of him. I understand that, but do you do you think there? Yeah, be... I'm answering your question. How I feel. Do you think there'd be the same amount of hype around Zion Williamson if he didn't play at Duke last year? Yes. Look at LeBron James coming out of high school. Like, think well, about LeBron. Hills was saying they said he was the next LeBron. It's, it was huge. If they put this rule in where you could make money off your likeness, think about how much it would just change just recruiting in general. I might even think about going to Iowa. How many Why pro? <laughs> how many pro teams are in Iowa? Zero. Like, like what Jeff said. His, his... Why would you not think about going and playing for the Hawkeyes where? If you were like a Melvin Gordon who originally went to Iowa and you become the Melvin Gordon that was at Wisconsin, how many car dealerships would want you to be their guy in Iowa when they have no other well, protein? Dude, LeBron James is getting cars in high school in Ohio. You're, I mean, you're right, Nelson. That's a great point. But then, like, what do you, who's selling that, though? Is it agents selling that? or? Well, it'd be companies like your car dealership would be paying Melvin Gordon to sponsor them, or it would be the university because they're selling this jersey. Right, but who's brokering that deal? Does, so, does he have to hire an agent then? So does Melvin Gordon or does Jonathan Taylor have an agent to work with the car dealership? If in he the, wants one. Yeah, and if he wants in this new rule, you can get an agent. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just, what, so that, you know. So now we have to determine they, what agent they pick or not? Well, no. I, like, this is this is freedom. I, You guys are making too much sense. I'm telling you, it's not, they're going to fight it the whole way, but maybe not. Again, it, it, the, we were talking during the break. I mean, everything you guys said is right. I just, there's no way. And maybe I'm cynical because I'm older. And I, I mean, I was a student athlete, and I saw some of the crazy stuff that happened when I was in college. And I mean, I was a, a wrestler, but I saw with the football team and the basketball team when I was in college, that was in the nineties, man. I mean, now and th- 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 there was barely anything. I mean, they were just starting the BCS when I was in college. Now with the college football playoff, with the money, with the craziness, um, I just, I can't see it working out. It should work out. I mean, those dudes I played with in the nineties, those were, they, 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 they should have been paid. Um, that was 25 years ago. I just have no idea how they'd pull it off uh, right now. 608-321-1670. Rich in Evansville, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Hey, Joe and fellas. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, getting too complicated the way when you get California in on something, they kind of screw it up. Um, I think it's just simple. Uh, if you're good enough to play out of high school, then you go to the pros, whether it's you know, baseball with uh, minor leagues, yeah. uh, basketball with the NBA or Europe, uh, football, you're going to have to change the rule. And if they're good enough out of high school, they get paid to go to the NFL, you know, or Canada, you know. And I guess... Uh, yeah, why deny someone that's good at something? Yeah, and then just simply 
simply that. If you're good enough and you want to get paid, then you go pro. And those that are in college then, we keep it as it is because it's going to get messy. It's It's going to be a disaster, Rich, if they don't do something. The fencers and the cross country, and it's just going to be a mess. Uh, yep. I just think make it simple. You know? I, hey, Rich, you're sp- you're making. Thank you, brother. You're making way too much sense. I appreciate the phone call. He's right, you guys, on every sport said one, because yes, the LeBron James when he was that, that was the end of it. Then they kind of went back to the one. The one and done is so stupid. He's it's, like, it's, it's so stupid that everyone knows guys leaving. After one year, why do you make the kid go play college basketball and be a, be a pretend student for a year? Same thing with, you know, if you want to go pro in baseball or hockey or in your sport. The difference is, is football is such a physical sport. You really want to throw a 17-year-old kid out there and let some 250-pound grown man, you know, you, you want to send Jonathan Taylor to the NFL when he was 17? And send him over the middle against you know uh, Luke Keekley, he'd be killed. There's three so you can't guys. Have a, you 17. can't have a high school kid go pro in football. He would be killed. There's three guys that come to mind that I think could have played straight out of high school: Adrian Peterson, J- Jadavion Clowney, and Amobia Koye. Those are three guys that yeah, I can remember. Um, yeah, I mean, Rich is. I mean, I suppose maybe then that would be the NFL, be on the NFL team to say, look, we think this kid is so good. At a quarterback or linebacker, offensive lineman at eighteen, that we're going to put him on our roster for tears. I just I can't see it, an NFL team saying we're going to draft an eighteen-year-old. You're not your body's not done growing. Well, yeah, then they don't have to draft them. Uh, Pike Slayer one tweets in pay to play and getting paid for your likeness is two different issues. And he's totally like paid to play. No, there's scholarships for that, but they should absolutely get paid for autographs or jersey sales or game clothing deals. I again agreed completely. When I was a senior in college, Ron Dane was also. I mean, I every other shirt had a thirty-three on it that year, and it, I mean, it didn't say Dane on it, but of course, I mean, you knew what it was. Of course, I mean, the 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 Ron Dane probably brought in as far as exposure and money to the university millions of dollars. The year he won the Heisman Trophy, when Frank Kaminsky was a National Player of the Year and Wisconsin made the national championship game. How many? How much advertising? How much coverage did Wisconsin get because of Frank Kaminsky? You can't even put a value on it. Millions of dollars. Frank Kaminsky want to go and do an autograph session? That is so stupid that he shouldn't be allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obvious. And yes, it is two different things. And I look. I don't think you could ever get to a point of paying athletes because, because then you get into right. Who? How do you value who's worth more? Right. So you're gonna you're gonna pay him a salary gotta, or a stipend. You're gonna how are you gonna pay Jack Cohn the same as the backup punter? Now again, if you want to just go out and say Jack Cohn backup punter, if you want to go out and try and sell your autograph, of course nobody's gonna pay backup yeah. punter money to sign an autograph. And Jack, the law California is doing is for them to sell their likeness, just to sell their likeness, See, not pay to play. Correct. Christian Yelich, when he does the Body magazine, does he get paid for that? He's technically a model, isn't he? I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure mean, you get paid to be in the ESPN body issue. Then why couldn't Frank Kaminsky be paid to be on the Sports Illustrated cover? I, I mean, he should be. I mean, the, he did what, the whole tank shoot. He's technically a model, isn't he? Uh, well, the whole go go sooner. The whole Badger offensive line last year was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Exactly. How much? How much did Sports Illustrated make off of that cover? I Red, don't Robin, know. Red Robin got a free publicity out of it. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, you don't think if those guys, yeah, I mean, you guys are again, you guys are hundred percent right. How many times was Red Robin referenced in that article? They could have all been pitchmen. They could have done a burger eating contest or an, a commercial for Red Robin, and they, I mean, how many burgers did they sell for rent mentioning it? They didn't see one penny of that. It's overrated. Would you uh, ever would have thought you would have heard Frank Kaminsky and model in the same sentence? No. Never. That's a good Google. See if they do get. I wonder if they get. I don't think well, they get paid. Well, for technically, it. aren't you a model? You're but, getting, I mean, you're right. You're getting they photographed. Are, yeah. Maybe they do get paid for it. That's an interesting concept. Uh, all right. 608 321 167. You want to weigh in on uh, this debate? Um, where do you think this thing is heading when it comes to the selling of likenesses? And, you know, will there ever be a day where you pay? I think, I mean, Rich was right. The last call. The, the easiest way is just. Any sport, 
you have the option to go pro if you want. And then it's like you said, Evo, it's on the team to decide to draft him. I don't think anybody in college football will be drafted, maybe like once a generation. But the one and dones in college basketball, that's ridiculous. Someone good that's enough ridiculous. to do something, why would you stop them? Who, who, what, what gives you the right to stop someone from doing something they're good at? I, if you're an adult and you can pay taxes and vote, you should be allowed to go make money. Um, I think the one and dones will be over eventually, but maybe this speeds that up. Hey, uh, Bernie, oh. but I, I do want to obviously look back at Northwestern and, and get a preview. As, as a former student athlete and you were uh, you were with some big-name players that certainly would, would have applied to this, what's your, your takeaway yesterday from the California ruling on the Fair Pay to Play Act? Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure you had a, a thought when you played and as an ex-player. What's your, what's your takeaway on this, and where do you think this thing's heading? You know, I— I truly believe that eventually student athletes will get paid. I just don't know how that, I think, I feel like there's so much more that needs to go into it. So many more smarter minds that let's be real us three to talk about how to make that happen and how to do it fairly. Right. What now, why would I, if California lets, is going to pay their players, why would I not go to UCLA over Wisconsin? Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. So no, I, I mean, I completely with you. So, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, there, listen, there are a lot of guys we played with, who needed extra money and it's not fair to have them, you know, have to pay it back on some, on a loan. Cause that to me is ridiculous, but there has to be some way that it's fair for everyone who's on the football team to get paid the same as California, the same as Florida who doesn't have taxes. Now, what do you do? There's just too many questions. I wonder, Bernie, I mean, look, you were a part of some great teams, whether it was, you know, walking into Bucky's locker room or the UW bookstore, you were on campus, or sure, just sitting in a classroom and you saw a classmate wearing a, a jersey or a shirt that's got a player's name or picture on it. I mean, what, did you guys, did you, you're like, damn, man, I wish I could have made a few bucks out that, or did, did you understand that was part of the deal? I mean, what was it like when you were here at Wisconsin? I mean, I, I walked by the uh, lids on State Street, and they had a 45 hat that said Bernstein on the back of it. What? No. That, and how did I, I not I, buy that? First off, one, I could find it, and I could send you a picture of it, which, to me, that is a hum- that is completely making money off of my likeness. <laughs> it has my name on it and my number. Um, but you know what? Like in the bookstore, they sold 45 jerseys. It could have been mine. It could have been Nick Rice. It was yours. I mean, I, I want to say it was, but Nick Bryson is a very good football player as well. But the thing is, you know what? It, yes, I was like, man, they're selling a ton of these jerseys. Maybe not a ton, maybe 10. But you do always think, like, I might not make the NFL. And guess what? I didn't. So why can't I make money now? Although, to me, I think back then, I also looked at it. I have a full scholarship, and that's got to be worth, like, $200,000. So now if you get paid, do you get a scholarship? Now do you pay – do you know what I'm saying? Like do you have to buy breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Do you have to buy sneakers, your shoes? Do hey, you Bernie, get everything for free or do you buy it? Let me ask you. So, uh, so this is for them like, like go out and sign an autograph and get paid for it. If Matt Bernstein was out there selling an autograph, how much would he, how much would he charge for it back in his Wisconsin heyday? My, uh, probably a quarter life. <laughs> hey man that's a good deal bernie i'm not gonna lie that would have been a great deal you can buy my card i think you can buy my card on amazon for like three cents i'm gonna make a bid as so, soon as we get off this segment yeah it costs more to ship it to yourself uh, hey I'm, I'm i'm an amazon prime member i'll uh, I'll, I'll make it work hey oh, there you go so last week you know we were wondering you know you have that incredible win at, at michigan statement game and, you know, let down. And not let down isn't they're going to lose the game, but maybe not be, you know, up for the game. People are going to look at the score, Bernie, 24-3, and say, see, told you so, let down game. You know, to be fair, it was 24-3 going into the fourth quarter. Did they just take the foot off the brakes? Did Northwestern get some lucky bounces at the end? Uh, you know, what's your take? final takeaway of Badgers Northwestern? Uh, all right, so my final takeaway is our defense is awesome. I mean, those they made tackles in space. They were blowing plays up. I mean, the linebacking crew, to me, is scary. Like, as a fullback, I'd be like, ugh, these guys are really good. Um, you know what? I, I think, to be honest, like, if you look at the game, I think the special teams lost it. Did not lose the game for us, but in a bigger game, they had a penalty, to, to I think, to stomp Northwestern's um, beginning of their game. They wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have scored a field goal for that penalty. We had an onside kick that they recovered, and then um, a, the punt uh, fumble. So, I think our defense, if we could give a stat, our defense let up, like, what do you think, like, maybe seven points? And our, you know, our special teams let up the rest. I, 
so takeaway is we got to get better on special teams. We got to sew those things up. But our defense looks real good. So, Bernie, after a game like that, as an offensive guy, what are you saying to your defense when obviously the offense struggled some and you really couldn't move the ball too much, but the defense was the reason why? What do you, as an offensive guy, say to your defense? I say, guys, make more plays so we could be on the field longer. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, you see, I don't know. You never really say anything. You're just like, hey, good job, guys. Like, you like, like after game. the game, are you like, you guys saved our asses? Yeah, you're like, hey, good job, guys. The only problem is they're on the field way too long. I mean, we really didn't get anything going on offense. And I think we were just vanilla. Like, all the creativity from Michigan was put away. We looked like last year's play callers, which kind of scares me a little bit because I know we're so much better. Um, and I think we asked Jack to do things that he just shouldn't be doing. So when you play against a team like – when you played against Northwestern, was it a ugly, grinded-out affair? Oh, every – only when we, when we went there. When they came here, I think we killed them in, like, 2003. Like, it wasn't even a game. So how do you motivate yourself? Like, if you're going to Ryan's field, how do you motivate yourself to play against a competition you know is going to be ugly, grinded out game? Like, is it something you just you can't do or, or no, take me through the mindset? You know, it's, listen, every game is exciting. Yeah, I understand, like, we just see Michigan and you're on, like, this super high. So, yes, there's a little of a lull. But you're still playing college football, and you have no idea when your opportunity will end to be in the spotlight, you've got to take advantage. There might have been a little lull for – listen, Fitzpatrick's a great coach. They, those guys are ready to play us. We're just a better team than they are. Bernie, I have to tell so, you one thing real quick, buddy. I found two of your football cards online. Uh, one is a Fleer Futures, Matt Bernstein, with uh, the Lions logo on it and all your stats. A bullish fullback at 266 pounds. Bernstein proved he can also play tailback as he tallied 127 yards versus Penn State as a junior. This card's going for two dollars and thirty cents. Whoa, man, that's a markup. <laughs> and your other one is a dollar twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah, so three yeah. way yeah, undershot. Three cents, on, Bernie. Come on, man, I'm buying it right now. I'm moving up in this one. It says a bullish fullback. I like that. Real bullish. I don't get a cent off of that. So <laughs> here we go. Sell the card. I get nothing. <laughs> I want to get this. I want to uh, buy this. Yeah, I mean, you can buy a Lions rookie card. Uh, for a buck sixty-seven, I mean, I'm a big Fleer. The 2006 Fleer, you were number one seventy-two. Uh, that's going for a buck sixty-seven, Bernie. So, I mean, there's there's some there's some good stuff to be had here. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see how many Bernstein cards I can buy today between Amazon and eBay for you. <laughs> Do you have any? It's almost, it says I have a bunch of them. I could send you a ton of them. <laughs> They're, uh, Dude, we I, have I, cards I all over them. the studio, Bernie. I'd take any one you got, brother. Okay, I gotta find him. It's almost like that Babe Ruth rookie card. Yeah, close. <laughs> real bullish. Maybe, Ru- Babe yeah, Ruth and you, real bullish. Babe Ruth is a bullish guy, also. <laughs> Former man, Badger. What would it be like? Yeah. Smoke a cigar and watch a bad. Yeah, he was, game he, he was eating hot dogs and having a beer and uh, smoking a couple of stogies during the game, Bernie. I would love to watch, you know, our next game with him. That would be great. I think he's dead. Yeah, I think Babe's I, yeah, in that. Yeah. yeah, I think he's, I think he's dead still. for quite some time. Hey, speaking of getting up for games, so you go from Northwestern, Bernie, you're a 24-point favorite. Now add a couple more touchdowns to that this week, 37 points. That's a number against Kent State. You know, if you're worried about not getting up for Northwestern after Michigan, how in the world do you motivate to play a game <laughs> where, you know, Bat Mernstein could probably go for 200 this week? Uh, you know, how do you get up for uh, for Kent State? Uh, you know what? It's because you're, you're still – you're playing football and you're playing at Camp Randall, and it's a game you know that you should – destroy this team so i'm just hoping that what i see is the first half our ones play and we try to get as many twos in the game as possible i don't want to see graham Mertz play and ruin his uh red shirt but i would like to see him get reps he's got two more games to play he got two more games to play what's what's your take on people saying that uh you know with that offensive display against northwestern that cone should be benched and Mertz should be in especially after that michigan win it's way too early to start saying that. I mean, that guy has proven over, over three games that he deserves to be the starter. And one game we called him no good plays, and now everyone wants his head. Yeah. To me, that's crazy. Give him a few more shots. right? You have to. He deserves it. He, he was basically beat the first three teams. Like, he, he beat Michigan. Like, he, he was fantastic. So let's, let's yeah. take a break. Let's pump the brakes for a second. 
So, Bernie, uh, before we let you go, a lot of people may say, you know, that the, the, the pregame atmosphere last week wasn't as big because, you know, you had Michigan, national televised game, you know, Harbaugh, top 10 team coming in. And admittedly, it was a little slower moving uh, downtown last week. Uh, would you say it's the Michigan factor versus Northwestern or the fact that Matt Bernstein was in town for the Michigan game and not in town for Northwestern? And then the follow-up is when can we expect – you know, burning back because clearly the atmosphere was 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 lacking without you last week. Yeah, you're right. I do bring the ruckus. Yeah, uh, the only problem is I physically can't keep doing that in Madison. You guys are trying to kill me there. Well, homecoming. I'll give you Kent State off. Can we? Can we possibly yeah. circle two weeks from Saturday or a week from Saturday for? Uh, I mean, it is homecoming. You're an alumni for God's sakes. Don't you want to come back for for uh, homecoming? Is that the 12th of October? Yeah. I'm actually at a bachelor party in Vegas. Whoa. That's, oh, that's even worse than a badger that, that, game. Well, way to take care of your body, yeah. Bernstein. I'm sure nothing nefarious <laughs> will be happening that day. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to be very good in Vegas. I'm only really bad in Madison. <laughs> uh, I, what happens in Madison stays in Madison, Bernie. Is it, do we play Illinois at home? Uh, you might as well. It's at Champaign, but we, well, there'll be more Badger fans. No, you got to go all the way to Purdue then if you miss uh, Michigan State. I mean, we've had five home games in a row, Bernstein. How many, how many more do you want in a row? I Talk about not survive. I can't survive any more Badger Satters. I need a freaking week off. <laughs> you need five. I, listen, you're talking to me. I was hanging out with you guys from Michigan. <laughs> yeah, that was us. Game. Oh, by the way, Nelson, did you hit Stocko in the face with a football can't confirm it, but we're going to need to see some. Yeah, uh, security maybe had to get involved on Saturday, uh, Bernie, with some of the football tossing. So we definitely need you back for one more toss. It's amazing we couldn't hit him because his head is so big. <laughs> and it's so bald. So it's amazing bald. we couldn't get there. Hey, uh, good luck to uh, the Jets, man. I mean, eventually they're going to they're gonna win a game eventually, right? I, I mean, honestly, no. <laughs> they played. They still play the Dolphins twice, Bernie. And that will be a fist fight like you've never watched NFL football before. (laughs) Well, be safe out in Vegas. Uh, We'll talk to you next week, brother. I love you guys. Love you. There he is. We should ask Bernie about the bar tab. I bet you Bernie has a lot of good and bad uh, bar tab stories because we had this story um, about how a – uh, somebody at the uh, Dolphins game, one of the the beer vendors, got a little loose with someone's credit card, ended up running up 700 bucks. Now, that – that's extreme. They had the skimmer and they were running it up. Uh, he's going to jail. But it got me thinking about leaving your tab open. Does it get you into trouble? Uh, it's gotten me into trouble before. Nelson didn't really leave his tab open. He just got really plowed on Saturday. And I trust me, I understand that one. Badger game because have claimed, claimed me many a time. So we wanted to know, when you go out for drinks, do you pay as you go? Or do you leave the bar tab open? I think... If I had asked this question 10 years ago, Ebo, it'd be 99% leave a tab open. I just wonder in 2019, is it still bar tab friendly? 64% still say, uh, yep, you leave the tab open. Yep, that's right. 30, right 36% of you pay uh, as you go. Um, let's yep. see. Couple, leave the bar tab open. I, uh, uh, let's see here. Pac Fan Ryan, most of the bars I go to are cash only. No tabs. You got to find the, I'll, I'll church it up, the crappy ATM if they have one. How many, I was going to say, there are, I mean, there are still bars, but that's few and far between, right? There are still some towny bars in Wisconsin that you can't use a card at, right? Utica I mean, bar. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch in Madison. My wife works at one. Uh, here, see that. Take this, that, Uncle Sam. <laughs> um, if it's a busy place like a Badger Saturday, this is from Adam Schrader, then I would probably go drink by drink. If it's a normal time, I'm just going to sit there and open a tab. I think that doesn't that make the most sense. You really feel comfortably if you go into a like, let me see, where it would be like, I don't know, like a concert where if you were in like a tent or a VIP and you were there for like hours and it's packed with people, you really feel comfortable just dropping your credit card down and saying, last name's Thorson, I'll be back, you know, to pick it up whenever. Or do you want to pay yes. as you go? Yes, I'm completely comfortable with leaving my tab open. Never have had a problem with it. I, I mean, I, I I give you credit, man. Nelson, would you ever reconsider? Nelson, it? have you ever had a problem with leaving a tab open, your tab open somewhere? No, not with random money being spent off of it, no. Yeah, same. You've never had a problem with settling up a bill? Not not using a tab, no. There is no way I believe that from your lacrosse days. Are you the same guy like who using took cards. the tab? 
for, or took the tip from the guy because you didn't like the service? I don't like using cards. That's called cash, and cash is king. Well, obviously, me. yes. If you have cash, that's the easiest. I would tr- always, especially if, it, at a if bar. I ran this world, there'd be no such thing as a credit card. I, I mean, I agree with you on that. That's you know, if you can use cash, that's always best. So maybe you should I'm run serious. this world. I Nelson, hate credit cards. Nelson just got his first credit card like a month ago. Is that what's going if on? If you don't have the money in cash, you don't have the money. That's I, th- thank I you, hate Nelson. credit cards. I have credit cards, but here's the thing. I pay everything in cash, and I put some on my card. I pay it off right away. That's why, That's why you have I, cash the, or you have a debit card. The only card. debt that I have is my mortgage. Cash or debit? Because once your your funds are gone in debit? It's called being – I've been very responsible with my money since a, a wee young age. I used to balance my checkbook as a teenager. It's not hard to do. Uh, well, any you guys are in the majority. 64% uh, say pay, uh, or you can still leave a tab open. The other one, uh, on September 1st, today is October 1st. On September 1st, uh, if we had told you the Brewers are going to go 20-7 and seven again and make the playoffs, or the Packers are going to run out of the gate 3-0 and and end up 3-1, and which one would have been a bigger surprise? Uh, overwhelmingly, still the, uh, the Brewers. Um, Leading that one, 79% now you're saying the Brewers is the biggest surprise. Yeah, I want to give the Packers some love. And I, it would have been closer, but once we got on the Yelich thing, because I, I still can't believe that they end up finishing with the same record this September without Yelich uh, that they did last September with Yelich. To me, that that almost has to be the tie break that you won. You know, you, you, you made the playoffs without your best player. I, I mean, maybe the Packers will do it. It'd be tough for me to think about, and not just your best player. They had other players as well. It'd be tough for me to think if the Packers lost Aaron Rodgers and Zadarius Smith for the last month of the season that they would make the playoffs. Well, um, I guess we can come revisit this. If the Packers do it, is Devontae Adams going to miss some time and there's no weapons for Rodgers to throw to besides maybe MVS? We can go back. If the if the, Badger, Badgers, if the Packers make the playoffs, we can say, all right, what's more impressive this time? If you look at the, the Brewers' last three Septembers, we said they went 20-7 and seven the last two and 16-12 and 12 three years ago. That's a 56-26 and 26 record. <laughs> that's about that's obviously three months. Baseball season's about six. So that's basically half a season. If you double that for a full season in September, they would win. A ton of games. That's 112. They're on pace for. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're and you know, you go back two years, three years ago, people forget because it's out of sight, out of mind. They they took it into the final weekend there as well. They ended up winning 86 games. So if you look at just the se- you know, the, the last month, take the season win totals too of the last three years, and certainly how they finished. Um, it is. Uh, it, I mean, look, it it's crazy that you have 162 games. And that it can literally be decided by one game. Like, you know, last year, it's awesome that we went into Wrigley and won that game. You know, had it gone the other way, I probably would have felt differently about it. But like, you play 162 games and it's not enough. Like, you, you need more to figure it out. And, yeah, very easily the Brewers had they won a game this weekend against Colorado. They probably, right? would have played the Cardinals on Monday. Mm-hmm. And if they win that game, we're not even talking about it. We're, we're All we're doing is talking about the the pay-to-play stuff today because we're not even thinking about the Brewers until Friday. I mean, it's crazy to think about the, the difference oh, between one game. The roster is out finally for the Brewers. Did you guys see it yet? Uh, no. Because we've been waiting. We've been talking about it all day. Did Travis Shaw make it or not? All right, your pitchers. National League Wild Card Game roster, Chase Anderson, Claudio, Junior Guerra, Josh Hader, Jay Jackson, Jordan Lyles, Freddie Peralta, Drew Pomeranz, Brent Suter, Brandon Woodruff, your catchers, Yasmani Grandal and Manny Pina, your infielders, Orlando Arcia, Tyler Austin, Keston Hira, Mike Moustakis, Hernan Perez, Travis Shaw, Corey Spangenberg, and Eric Thames. Huh? Oh, and your outfielders, Outfield. Ryan Braun, Lorenzo Kane, Ben Gamble, like Camel. That's what it says on the sheet. Trent Grisham and Tyrone Taylor. There you go. Who Nelson, I, so I, t- I told you. Well, you were right, I guess. Instagram, you know, like Twitter's never wrong. Now you can put Instagram on that list as well. Shaw wasn't just being a good teammate. He really is in D.C. and he's fired up. I don't know why else he would put it on there then. <laughs> who who would make guy. it over Shaw? We'll see, because I, I doubt he makes the NLDS if they make it. Uh, 
um, yeah, I mean, look, you get you get each round. I mean, I this is a round technically. It's only one game, so the Brewers will have the opportunity to readjust this before the next uh, round. But uh, yes, there it is, Brewers and uh, and Rockies. <laughs> it's like it says Ben Gamble tonight. Ben Gamble parentheses like camel because <laughs> it gives you the phonetic spelling of people. <laughs> Do they have one for Hera? Uh, yeah, H E E R dash uh. Here, make them say, uh, na 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 na. Here, uh. Where'd you find that at? Uh, he's got Twitter.com. He's got his sources, Nelson. Uh, McKelvey t- tweeted it. Gotcha. I just was looking for it. All right. So, we, uh, final, I know we already hit the action zone uh, a couple times, uh, Evo, but, you know, in, in honor of. It's a trap. Do you do you like the you know do you like the fact that no, no uh, Elbers uh, that right now I just hit refresh seventy it's now at seventy six percent of the tickets are on the Nationals minus one eighty right now yeah, everyone goes one way got to go the other right uh, called that, suckers that was well that was again that was that was our work on some of the uh, there was some college football and a couple NFL games that seemed too obvious. And turns out we were we were we missed them, you know, like Northwestern Michigan State. I mean, th- for a playoff game, that, that Nelson, that seems like a high number, right? I mean, the playoffs are supposed to be the best teams, right? So yes, you're going to get the home f- team's going to get the advantage, but at seventy six percent, that seems like ridiculously well, high to have some all the money. This isn't a regular. This is the wild card playoff game, and seventy six percent of the tickets are on the Nationals. Seems high to me. Well, when we looked at it this morning, the line for the Nationals on the money line minus one ninety five. Just looking at it, at that in general in a baseball game, that's a one game playoff. You can only bet Brewers or pass. Because what kind of value are you getting? It's almost two to one. Oh yeah, Allen nine UF on Twitch says Brew Crew plus one sixty is a cash is all cash, baby. I've got Nats projected as slight favorite. Take the crew as a value dog. And that's no. I mean, there's no value uh, unless you think the Nationals are going to blow them out. Yeah, there's no value taking the Nationals at minus one eighty. Uh, but the Brewer, I mean, I wish I would have uh, jumped earlier, Mel. And man, plus one sixty eight uh, when we started the show, but at plus one sixty, I just, yeah. I mean, again, I, this, this guy, they, we learned, uh, Evo, that this was one of the five most popular star Wars memes. I don't know how they, how you can, you can rank them all, but it's a trap. the Admiral Akbar meme is one of the top five most for people that keep track of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, great I mean, meme. uh, obviously great character. Uh, <laughs> definitely a great meme and a great uh, character. So, uh, maybe that's a good positive. You know, we always talk about trends. A lot of good trends, Brewer fans. And, you know, they don't always, always obviously work out. Um, what was the one trend we had last week? Rodgers was 50-0-1. and 50-0-1. Going into the fourth quarter with a lead of double digits. That, so, I think it was at home or at something home. like that. So, I mean, if you would live bet that game last week, if you would live bet the Packers going into the fourth quarter – and you saw that stat, you would say that's the easiest bet I've ever made. Obviously, the Packers did not win that game. So not always trends work out, but a lot of good trends uh, pointing to the Brewers tonight. So if you are a person that uh, subscribes to trends, you'll feel uh, you'll feel pretty good about uh, I think it it's interesting. What is Travis Shaw batting in September? Oof. Well, he's batting like 150-something. I think he was 3 for 30 in September. Why is he on the postseason roster? I think it's interesting that they have 10 pitchers and 15 batters. Yeah. I wonder if uh, you're looking at whether Ryan Braun or Lorenzo Cain are actually 100% healthy. No, let's just take the over. It's going to just be a slugfest. It's going to be like 1918 Brewers, Nelson. Why is Travis Shaw? going to bat everybody. Except Shaw.